0: Caribu AMG Realtors. We have specialised in selling of land across the country in areas like Nanyuki, Evasha, Nakuru, Juja, Kagunda Road, Malindi, and the Abadeus. Contact us today for land investment solutions and have your title deed delivered within sixty days upon completion of payment. SMS AMG to four zero two seven nine or call us on plus two five four seven four eight two two nine. 941 AMG Realtors We don't just deal in land We deal in value
1: Thank you so much Tim For joining the We Don't Play podcast show today How are you?
0: Doing really well Favor. This is going to be an awesome time of interaction Just based on what you and I have already talked about So I yeah. can't wait to dive in I, I think it's going to be really beneficial to, Especially to those business owners And those entrepreneurs so Yeah
1: Definitely. I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I know a lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, how do successful entrepreneurs, you know, go through the struggle and make it out of the struggle by, you know, avoiding costly mistakes? Because when you hear the word costly, it can be detrimental for a lot of
0: people. And oh, some, my. Yeah. Yeah. Cash flow is everything, especially when the business is young or the business is in a vulnerable position. Um Look, we have about 150 clients that we serve all over the nation. Some of them in the Atlanta area, and uh, some of them were hit pretty hard uh, by the whole COVID. We had a lot of our clients, and our advice to them was to uh, expand your operations, uh, continue to knock on doors. Uh, don't let let you know. Don't let your marketing go by the wayside. Continue to. Uh, project your purple cow and the unique way that you serve your client base, and we had a lot of clients that just exploded during COVID. So, anyway, but yeah, it's 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 really cash flow is everything, and uh, you got to make sure that uh, you're you've got plenty of sales, and you make sure that each sale has profit in it, and uh, that you're managing that you know, profits or that cash flow in a really good way. So.
1: Thank you so much Tim For that You know I would love people To know more about you You know I would love to hear The backstory. You know How did you get started Like where did it all begin
0: Well I I will say I'll I'll start Way at the beginning I'm I was uh, One of the older kids But I'm I was born into a family Of uh, There's 11 kids So uh, My mom and dad Love kids Or they love Making kids Or both uh, and, uh, so they, you know, we just, there was nowhere we went that, uh, what, the subtle was not part of our language, but, um, I was born with a number of difficulties, cleft palate, and, uh, had, uh, some really, really, negative things spoken over me, and so I've worked against, uh, that. I was in a car accident when my brother died, and, uh, I was not expected to live, but I, I uh, fractured my skull. They didn't expect me to be normal, you know, in terms of being able to use my mind. And I did have to learn to read and write all over again at the age of fifteen. And so, I've lived a life of a lot of a lot of challenges. And there's uh, there's there's two ways of responding to the challenge. And this is something that um, uh, you know it's. Dr. Albert, um, gosh, I forget his name, uh, an early uh, 20th century psychologist said that we have two responses to the hardship or the inferior complex that we have. We can use them as a, as a stumbling stone that we stay in that fear and that, that low point, or we use it as a stepping stone to step up. And so, you know, I went to college, I graduated accounting. I went to work for PricewaterhouseCoopers. A couple, like, two, three years after that, I started a software company with another guy. We grew it up to about 400 employees, about $40 million a year. Sold it to Intuit, went to work for Intuit to transition all of our clients, and then started a, uh, a non-profit, it was like a ministry, that I traveled around um, the world, Central and South America. Africa, Southeast Asia, throughout Europe, Russia, Ukraine, pretty much all over the place training people in leadership and uh, organizational growth and um, how to really grow your, your your business, your organization, how to develop leaders And uh, kept at, I kept people kept asking me, hey do you offer coaching?" I go well you know what's your question? And I would coach them right then and there. Not realizing that there's these multi million dollar coaching organizations out there. So, uh, about 10 years ago or so, I switched from a focus on um, speaking and ministering through the nonprofit to coaching. And uh, we've since grown our business, and um, I'm anticipating being able to double our size in the next couple of years. But we've got a sizable coaching program, and we're being super effective at getting results for these business owners. So that's kind of a, in a nutshell, it's not a whole lot, but hopefully that's where people know where I'm coming from on that.
1: No, that's a beautiful, unique story. And this is why I love the podcast, because every story is unique, is genuine, and it's different. So it brings a lot of, you know, spice to the show, because a lot of people (laughs) want to know... How did you get there because everyone is like yeah you're a millionaire you're a millionaire but you don't know how to get to those points if you don't know how to you know appreciate the failures because i've heard it said over and over again that you know millionaires that have made it they appreciate the failures more than the successes and some people wonder why
0: yeah well i there's a lot of things that i had to overcome myself when I, when I, you asked me, you know, what topic could we talk about? One of the topics was cost and mistakes that business owners make and how to avoid them. And so yeah. uh, I know them through coaching a couple thousand businesses over the last 10 years. I also know them because I made most of those mistakes myself and um, being able to really promote myself in a unique way. It's called uh, creating a purple cow around my business. Um, You know, what unique advantages does my business, does my service, does my product offer that's different from other people? Why should people choose me instead of my competitors? So I had to get real clear on that, and I was almost bashful. And even some of my uh, confusion of my Christian faith and need to be humble, and I don't want to brag, you know, that's, it kind of got in my way, and I I, I really studied uh, successful people groups, and one of them was the Jewish people, and the way uh, this one rabbi talked about it, he says, well, if you don't want to advertise, you don't want to declare or pronounce God's unique glory being revealed through this business or through this individual, and I go, oh my goodness, I don't want to hide hide my uh, light under a bushel or hide it under a basket, you know, I wanna let it shine. And so I learned through uh, mentorship and through coaching that I paid paid a lot of money for other people to help me think through that. I grew a successful company and uh, and yet selling my coaching services was a, a real challenge and I had to learn how to you know, find my purple cow, I a huge lesson I've learned is I, I started out being all things to all people. Well, who can you help? Anybody that has a business. And that's still true. Anybody that has a business, I can help them. But I began to focus on uh, contractors and healthcare professionals, doctors and um, urgent care centers and chiropractors. And by narrowing my focus, I widened my reach, mm. by narrowing my focus, I widen my reach. And that's one of the a huge mistakes that a lot of us make, myself included, and so those are just some of the mistakes I made. I, I was also very intimidated with being so fearful of people saying no to me, and there's, uh, you know, the first hundred clients that we gained in our, in our business, we gained through cold calling. And our business, we created a flourishing coaching business based on a ninety-nine point seven five percent rejection rate. <laughs> wow. We would we would land as a client one out of every four hundred people we called. Oh. It was hard work. It was like I had to get into a new relationship to what success was because used to be I'd call five people and they all said no. I guess, well, nobody wants my business. Well, that's that's a distortion. You know, there's lots of people that that want my business. I've just got to knock on enough doors and make it attractive enough and make it easy to do business with me. There's several things that I had to fine-tune to make it easy to do business with me. And now, you know, we get a lot of our businesses by referrals, by other companies saying, hey, these guys are a lot... You know, this Tim Redmond is a lot smarter than he looks, you know, <laughs> so, you know, they're sending people our way on it. And that's that's really a lot of fun. Uh, but but I had to go through the hard times of learning the tough lessons to overcome these mistakes. That's deep.
1: That's deep. One of the things that you mentioned that really hit home for me, and I'm sure that's also going to be for the listeners, is how you, you know, narrowed your audience. you niche down. And then you widened your reach. You know, when people think about niche down, they hear this term over and over again. But they're like, how do you actually niche down? Like, what do you need to weed out? What do you need to filter out to be able to get the best source? So
0: so let's start with this. Yeah. What problem do you love to solve? What problem are you super? What problem do you love to solve? What problem are you really good at solving that you get results that people say, wow, this really helped me out? And who has that problem? Well, everybody has that problem. Okay, but that's where we begin to narrow down. You have the problem. You have your solution. You have the promise. You want to develop proof. So Those are the three Ps. Problem, promise, and proof that you're going to fulfill that promise. And what unique group you niche down to it may be spa owners, it may be contractors we go after home builders and plumbers and HVAC people and people that do construction companies we're really good at helping them out because we know we've already solved all the problems that they're going to, before they even run into it we've already solved it because we work with a couple thousand of them already and, uh, and so the third step is like, well what group have you been successful at reaching? What what group of people seem to be responsive? My first coaching client is was somebody that met me at a conference I spoke at it. He goes, "Hey, I want you to coach me and I want to I want to fly out to my to my office up in California." And he was doing about 10 million dollars a year at that moment. I just talked to him yesterday. And now his net income is at 10 million, he's up over a hundred million dollars. You know, so we've really, we've really grown the business over the last several years. And so I began to find, narrow down my niche towards contractors because contractors were the ones that were most responsive to me. Mm. And, uh, And so, you know, it may be grocery stores, or it may be, uh, you know, it may be middle managers in high-tech companies, or it may be uh, beginning employees, or it may be college students that are not sure what their career is, or, you know, what problem do you solve, and you solve it in such a way that people get such results that they want to pay you for it, and, who are those people and try to narrow it down to where it's almost painful to say, well, yeah, but what about all these other people that that want, you know, that that could benefit from this? I'm saying focus down on this. We just focus on contractors, but we have manufacturers, we have retail, we have all kinds of other companies calling on us uh, to, to ask for our help because they've heard about how well we've done with these contractors or how well we've done with these these specialty docs and, and healthcare, and specialty doctors. So, so that that's that's kind of a three-step process that I would go with. And then the fourth step is um, create an easy sales workflow to make it easy uh, to tell your story. So I just had somebody call me a couple of days ago, it was a friend of mine, and he was selling this uh, product, this really powerful, powerful product. Actually, it's a service, but it would, it would like, on um, um, like a, a $2 million company, it would like bring an immediate savings of at least $50,000 in measurable cash like immediately to their business. And his first step was to have a two hour conversation with the supposed decision makers. I go, he goes, man, it's not working at all. And so I told him about the 99.75% rejection rate. He said, you know, just keep calling, number one. And number two is you're, it's almost like you're on a first date and you're asking them to marry you. You know, two hour conversation is a big commitment. And, uh, well, somebody else doesn't really get, do, well, you know, I don't, I, you know, that's not, I wouldn't recommend that. If you ask my opinion, have a 10-minute discussion, help qualify them to see if they're interested and give them, a, give them a promise of how you can help them out enough where they're interested to go into an assessment. The next step can be an assessment of, well, let's see how my product or service can really help your business. And then you dollarize the savings that your product or service is able to bring to the business. And so when you're ready to, to, to begin the service or sell the product, make it an easy step just to make a step towards that and have a sales workflow on that. I didn't have a sales workflow, I just waited for people to come in and I'm waiting and praying and hoping that God blesses me and he wants me to get off my rear and start knocking on doors and saying, hey, let me show you the glory of God through the unique uh, way that I solve problems that you've got. Well, what problems? Well, do you have a problem with this, this, and that? Well, yeah, I do. Well, I'll make that problem go away forever. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, how do I know you do that? Well, you know, I did that with Tom. I did it with Sally. I did it with Betty. I did it with Rashawn, I did it with you know these twenty-five other people. As a matter of fact, here's a here's a there's numbers. You can call them yourself. Mm. And that's what I started doing. Do you think that's helpful to people?
1: I think that's very helpful. Is it too abstract? No, it's not abstract. It's actually very practical. Because I see that some people are afraid of asking. You know, even in the Bible, you know, it says, like, ask and it shall be given. But people don't ask and they want to take. They want to give. But they're like, okay, I can't give what I don't have. But they don't think about what they have inside. And that limits them from, you know, experiencing what they actually need.
0: Here's their word. Here's a word for them to consider. Get off your ask. I like that. (laughs) Get off your ask. Start asking. And uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. What's he going to do exceedingly abundantly above? what we're asking, what we're thinking. And so part of that is if you ask, you'll receive. But the word ask there is to ask and keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, There's a tenacity, there's an endurance, there's, a, there's getting numb to know, there's, there's getting where you're just allergic to people shutting the door and slamming the door and being annoyed at you. The sales process is you call them and you bother them almost to a point of annoyance and they finally say, What do you want? What is this? And then you tell them, you go, Oh wow, this is interesting. Why didn't you tell me before? You know. <laughs> so you have to go through that the persistence, through the annoyance, till they finally get to say, Well, what is it you have to offer that could help me out? Yeah. When you talk about somebody's pain, you get their attention. When you talk about your features and you talk about how awesome you are and how awesome your product is, who cares? Everybody does that. You know? Right. And so if you can talk about their pain, you know, I may be selling retirement planning, but if somebody's fingers pulled pulled back to the back of their finger and I'm wanting to talk about long-term thinking and retirement to make sure you're well set 30 years from now. They can't think beyond the current pain they're feeling. So mm-hmm. They want to say, how do I get my finger so it doesn't hurt anymore? <laughs> you know, right Now that's called marketing. That's, that's called understanding the context of what you're going for. And if nobody has that pain that you have a solution for, mm-hmm. You know, that's like having a having an answer for people who are not asking you questions. It's like they're not interested in hearing your answer because they're not asking the question.
1: Exactly, exactly, and that there's
0: success requires tenacity. Yeah, for you to be able to, you know, you know what a KPI is is a key performance indicator. I'm sure you talk about that in your in your uh, podcast from time to time. Yes. And here's a KPI favor that I want want to challenge. I'm going to okay. I'm going to do the ultimate challenge. I'm going to triple dog dare them on this challenge. That's the ultimate challenge. Okay. I can't refuse it. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge them to make one of their KPIs is how many nos are you getting every day. Hmm. How many people do you have saying no to you? And if you don't have at least 30 people saying no to you, you have a hobby. You don't have a business. And we would we would measure, and we made our folks run into at least 150 no's every day. I mean, mm. it was more intense. I don't want to scare the people away, but if you're... If you're not willing to make no as part of your KPI, well, I don't want to track that negative. Well, it's the it's, it seems negative, but it's positive because you keep on going, and you know you just keep on going, you keep on going, you keep on going because there's only like three percent of the of your marketplace that are ready to buy right now. They're actually looking right now for what you're selling. So you got to call 97 people just to find the three people that are interested. This, this doesn't mean they're gonna buy from you, but just there's only 3% of the people that are really interested in what you're talking about. Yeah. So there's that tenacity. Now you may be able to have a way to your your script, and that's where we, we can help you write a script that's very effective so we can you know uh, increase those odds, but that's that's part of it is they just gotta get numb to the no and so We would have, we would require 150 calls every day from our folks, and we would expect them to run into one, maybe one and a half or two appointments, you know, and we would need uh, them to call 400 people and maybe get four or five appointments, and we'll close one of them. That's how, that's how our numbers showed up. Gosh, that's impossible to get a hold of a hundred people. Well, So be it, according to your faith. Mm-hmm. You think you can, or you think you can't. You're right. You know, Henry Ford was known to, to have said that. But, yeah. It you was know, just grow a backbone. Move in from owning a hobby, having a hobby, to really own it a, a business. That you mean, ser- I mean, you're serious and that business. Is begging you to pour energy into it not just for a day or a week but for like five years I mean it's called mastery comes from hugging the thorn bush for five years Mm. you ever hung a thorn bush? it hurts (laughs) whoa I don't want to hug that anymore well you gotta hug it for five years well you're a masochist you're sadistic maybe but I'm more in love with my wallet being full than I am afraid of receiving a no from somebody. Mm. I more want to feed my family and take my wife on really nice vacations than I am afraid of running into no's.
1: That's deep. That is very deep. I think a lot of people are going to take this in and rewind because you can't unpack all this in one sitting. You know, you well, have...
0: hopefully if they listen to it again but but a bunch of people are playing business and they just have a hobby well no it's a business that's how we feed our family well quit treating it like a hobby and get after it you know and if it if it takes working I know one, one fellow a friend of mine very very successful he said I work in my business every day until I don't have to work in my business Sometimes that's two years straight. What about the Sabbath? Well, all those things you can determine. What about family and life balance and, you know, poor people and people that don't, people that, that are so sensitive about, about that that they, they don't really want success. They, they're concerned about balance. Yeah. And I'm not saying get unbalanced. Your family is, is part of the five Fs. You you have a business so you can fulfill your five Fs: your faith, your family, your finances, your fitness, and your friends. You want to be able to have that a full cup and all a full plate with all five of those. Your business can bring you into that. But you've got to you've got to be willing to pour energy into it. Uh, one of my sons, my I got I got four kids, three boys and a girl, and my youngest son was starting a fitness business and uh, it wasn't going very well. And I say, well, you played football in college, you, you know what it takes here, and you're treating this like a hobby. I say, this business is begging you to pour heart and soul into it. And, and one month, he, he got a goal of reaching 20 people, signing up 20 people. It almost seemed impossible. Where he, just, he just day and night just poured into it, and he ended up signing up 21 people. You know, has business responded to the energy you pour into it? And we're wanting to spiritualize it. The devil's attacking me or God's not blessing me or maybe I sinned against this or that. When it's none of those things. Business and money is very spiritual. But it's also very natural too. And it's like get off your, your ask and start asking. And keep asking and keep asking and go after it. And get better with your presentation. Yeah, you're going to be a lot better a year from now if you don't give up I don't go into business with anybody that don't have at least a 10 year commitment to make the business work
1: that's true you know
0: short term hobbyists. I don't have time for that life is too short even if I live to be 120 or 140 years old I'm still life is too short to mess my time with anybody that's running a hobby when I'm trying to grow a business. Get serious, folks. You're calling and, and the impact of in your community is desperately waiting for that insatiable passion to pour into beyond your feelings, beyond when it makes sense. Just pour into your business. Your business and your leadership and your influence is starving for your attention. I don't apologize for my passion, Faber. I I, I warned you at the very beginning. I'm going to get excited about this stuff. I didn't know what question you're going to ask. (laughs) But if you ask that, it's like, well, what mistakes do people make? Get off your blessed assurance. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) Get up, Ray, to, you know, it's like get up with your hair on fire. and You're running through the day to just... Just destroy that and just crush that day. Just make it, make it a difference. What do you think of Thomas Edison after nine thousand experiments? You know, supposedly he had ten thousand experiments before he finally got the light bulb to really work in any kind of a sustainable way. There's a there's a persistence. You know, talks about the Bible it's, Talks about how blessed those are that, that endure to the end, their tenacity, that hold on to your faith, hold on to that, stay steady with it. Pick yourself up and pour yourself into what you've committed to. And if you need some help doing that, you know, that's what I help people do. I don't work with hobbyists, though. So I, you know, I'll move. Leave that to life coaches. That's what you need as a life coach if, you, if you're having a hobby. But you want to grow a business, man. Let's grow this business. Let's do it. This is
1: so inspiring to hear. Because, you know, when you mentioned the 10-year thinking, you know, we think about Apple, Amazon, Tesla. They have those decade thinking
0: mentality. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> yes. And many of them were not successful uh, and profitable now. Apple was initially, but then they, you know, then they, um, then they kicked Steve Jobs out, and they went into just a, a leaderless, unfocused existence that they just slowly went downhill. And what did Steve Jobs do? You know, in 1997, he came back in the company. And he shut down all the noise and he got them focused on just a few projects to become the best in the world at getting those products out the door. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, they went from almost bankruptcy to being one of the most valuable companies in the world with their market capitalization. Over a trillion dollars of value. And you and I are wondering, why didn't we buy off? whole bunch more stock
1: than we can afford right so this is so great thank you so much Tim for bringing fire and light you know to this episode and to show because a lot of people need to hear this and you know we talk about motivational thinking inspirational thinking but this is a major thing that comes through and one of the things I've also come to see you know based on listening to people is you know people have different types of iqs or quotients you know there's the iq intelligent quotient there's the eq emotional quotient there's the sq social quotient and the aq which is adaptive quotient so we we have to marginalize them but some people don't even know they exist (laughs) you know
0: right my aq is not um you talked about the... Or what was your AQ?
1: The adaptive, like how do you They're survive? Mm-hmm.
0: So that... And that's a really good way to say it. My AQ is adverse quotient. There was a book written years ago on that. But I believe that your adversity is your advantage. Mm-hmm. Your adversity, the thing that is meant to enslave you and, and to... Pull you down, the gravitational pull of mediocrity. You know, your adversity is, um, is as Dr. Albert Adler talked about this law of of um, of, uh, this uh, uh, maximizing your weakness or growing from your weakness. And he, and he talked about those people that live under that inferiority, but there's another group of people that allow the inferiority or the weakness that they've had to actually empower them and overcompensate for that weakness where they become strong in the very area of weakness. I mean, I was, I was uh, a few days old and the doctor said, hey, Tim is, you know, is not really expected to live. And so whatever you need to do to prepare for his passing, as this thing thinks, they ran me to the priest to get baptized in the Catholic Church. And there's nothing against the Catholic Church, and there are many churches that are awesome, and priests that really know the Lord and know Jesus, and it's very genuine, and so I'm very supportive of that. But this this priest, who six months after he Baptized me, declared himself to be an atheist, it wasn't right. But when he looked at the deformity of my cleft my palate, my mouth wasn't together, my nose wasn't together, he announced the curse over me. He said, This boy will never be a priest, and he'll never be a public speaker. Hmm. And I lived under the power of that curse for many years, very shy, very ancient. And I remember on the inside of myself when I was 15 years old, going into 16, going early in 16 years, I remember, it was like the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm going to call you to be my mouthpiece to the nations. Mm-hmm. And he spoke about the very area of my body, of my, my face, that was, quote, deformed or handicapped he said I'm going to make that that very place of pain that's going to be the very usherance the very issuance of my glory into and and I have spoke to groups of 20,000 people around the world I have every time I stand up and speak to people even speaking now I stand and speak in defiance of that curse to the glory of God so I want to challenge the people watching this favor that the thing that uh, that you're hiding behind, and the thing that was very painful, it's not for me to understand that pain. I, I I can I can only imagine. I can only imagine how much that hurt, or the betrayal or the abuse. But I believe that very painful thing, that adversity, is actually your advantage. Tell you ahead. And, um, uh, it's almost like God plays opposites with, you know, the very, the very thing that you thought would never be used is, is the thing that, that you overcompensate for, and, and you begin to, flourish. So, I want a little challenge to people: is don't hide behind anything. We, we need all of you. We're starving for your leadership to come out and play. So I, I believe that's a word that, that for you guys that are sitting down, it's time to stand up. For you guys that are step back, it's time to step forward. For you guys that have been stifled and quieted, it's time to speak out. And uh, you need to start in the mirror and begin to declare who you are and where you're going. You know? and, uh, this is not a usual podcast, but I feel liberty to go this way. If you're okay with that favor, If I have savor with savor Then man, we're doing good <laughs>
1: 100%, 100% No, this is, this is much needed This is something that I value Because, you know, you've said everything right That somebody needs to listen to And take action Because there's no point of listening to this Taking notes and not applying it Because, you know, faith without works is dead And we don't want to have That you don't want to beat a dead horse. (laughs) You want to make sure that you are pushing, you're plunging, you're going forward, you're failing forward, and you can be able to see that what you've learned is something that you can teach someone else so that they can go through the process faster than you did before.
0: Excellent. Well, I tell you, um, if 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 people are interested in this, um, we have a process in our. uh, analyze their business. It's called the growth plan. And in this growth plan, we will establish where they are in their current revenue, where they want to be in three years. We create a a new business model, a capacity model, that we give them a whole new way to look at their business. We analyze where their market opportunities are and some of their challenges, and we create Concrete action items in the in the growth plan. There will be eight to ten concrete action items that, if they if they implement those things, it should add for a, for a typical kind of size business. It should add another hundred thousand dollars of profit to their business in the next twelve months. So we normally charge twenty five hundred dollars for this process. It's very powerful, but if they will uh, email me or go on our website and uh, they say I want a growth plan and uh, they leave you a five star review for your podcast or they say hey I love a favor, some kind of love for you and there's a connection where I know that they're part of your broadcast or part of your your podcast um, followers will waive that $2,500 fee, we will give them the full growth plan and it's, it's, it's eye opening it's powerful and um And there's no obligation to continue with us we're a coaching program where I do it with you but we're mainly a do-it-for-you coaching program so we'll take those eight or ten things and we'll actually implement them in your business with you and for you very very powerful just it just it's like pulling back the slingshot to really go into that three-year goal where you can really reach that uh, a huge uh, HAG goal so I would love people to do it. They can email me, Tim at Redmond Leadership, or Tim at com. Tim at RedmondGrowth.com, or go out to the Redmond Growth site. I don't know if you have show notes where R E D M O N D G R O W T H RedmondGrowth.com. But fill out the form and just say you're part of that and we'll we'll get you lined up for one of these growth and that's powerful amazing up.
1: thank you so much this is this is an opportunity I don't take for granted at all this is this is prime <laughs> so I'm so glad that you're able to give this opportunity to people who want to scale out and really take that initiative and turn their hobby into an actual business so they can thrive and expand and be that person that they want to be in life so this has been so helpful, Tim. Thank you so much for helping us and for being part of this. If there's any other thing that you want to tell them, you know, what else you have coming, you know, in the future, please let us know so that they can be able to reach you through that email.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Just the last word is just, uh, um, I invited a VIP to this podcast here, and I'm probably sure i probably should if you. knew, uh, but I want to introduce that person. This person is, um, a world changer. They're massively successful. They're in the process. They're massively successful. They've got a call of God on their life. They're, 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 they're blessed to be a blessing. And that VIP is that person watching this podcast right now. You're the person I'm talking to that's watching this. You're the VIP telling you if you're if you're with somebody right now i want you to just turn to them and i want you to say hey you're hanging out with a big shot you <laughs> so you are a big shot and uh, go for it we need we need you to go for it uh those wounds are not wasted um there's the, those pains will propel you to prosperity so don't despise the day of small beginnings Got great days ahead you. amen
1: amen thank you so much Tim for being here and for just being part of this amazing conversation I'm definitely looking forward to bringing you back in the later seasons and this is not the end of our conversation I hope so yeah awesome thank you so much and I look forward to seeing you soon take care